This is Kelani Williams, and you are listening to Moderation. What's up, guys? Happy Monday. I am back with a new episode of Moderation. So because we are at the start of a new season, I wanted to go back to the basics and just use today's episode to reiterate the importance of moderation, the name of this podcast, and why I place such high value on this mindset and attitude. So when taking into consideration that moderation is a mindset, the first thing that kind of comes to mind is being mindful of something. So I wanted to just start with some definitions here. Being mindful means bringing awareness or consciousness to something, and moderation means the avoidance of excess or extremes. So I wanted to emphasize that this mindset of moderation is not about deprivation or extreme measures, rather finding a balanced approach to various aspects of life. The more that you focus on avoiding something, the more that you'll attract that thing because you're putting so much energy into that. It works vice versa as well. The more that you are focusing on something that you want to attract, the more likely you are to attract that. So I believe from personal experience that cultivating an attitude or mentality of moderation Being consciously aware of keeping balance in every aspect of our life will allow for a more well-rounded life experience. I've been attending a restorative yoga class out here in Georgia pretty regularly. And for those who don't know what that is, it's one of those classes that is very slow paced and you're in these positions for three to five minutes each. So you're giving your body an opportunity to release. Sometimes our bodies can be holding on to experiences or feelings and we don't realize it. When we become aware of it, sometimes our mind automatically categorizes it as pain and we want to move out of it. That is when you need to be holding those positions the most. One thing that my instructor acknowledges is that awareness can determine everything. If you let it be painful, it'll be painful. And I think that this idea of awareness translates into our lives. When we operate with that mindset of moderation, we are holding the space to allow ourselves to become aware and categorize it how it actually is, not how we perceive it to be. So I think that there are three main areas of our life that this mentality of moderation can positively impact. And the first would be our physical health. When we can find balance in our movement or physical activity, as well as our eating habits, we'll find that it'll be easier to maintain a healthy weight and our actions will promote long-term well-being. And this bleeds into other areas of our lives that may affect us later down the road. I think it's easiest to visualize and get an idea of what moderation looks like for you when implementing it first with your physical health. Maybe that looks like cutting out refined sugars, but allowing yourself to indulge in raw natural sugars. That's what I did when I was on 76 Harder, and that paired with consistent workouts resulted in me losing weight, gaining muscle, and I didn't experience any sickness or ailments during that time period. Maybe for you, it's something more like balancing your substance usage. Do you find yourself going out to the bars and clubs every weekend or smoking a blunt every day after you get off work? What are the effects of this? Yeah, maybe a positive is meeting new people or relieving stress after a long day, but on the other hand is the consistent going out burning a hole in your pocket. Is it affecting your workout schedules because you're too hungover to move the next day? 
is smoking every day after work causing you to eat less, causing your body to not get the full nutrition it needs? Or maybe it's binge eating because you're in an altered state. I know that not everyone may have the same standards and live by the same values, but I'm sure there are some of you who this may apply to. For others, it could be needing to exercise moderation in the gym. Are you beating up your body every single workout without giving yourself rest days? How does this affect your life outside of the gym? Are you getting around to everything else you need to do in a day? Or is most of your energy expended on working out and the remainder is spent on trying to repair the damages? Are you possibly cutting yourself short in the gym? Have you been avoiding failure in your reps? I think that you can ease into moderation by starting with bringing that awareness to your physical health. How can you exercise more balance within this aspect? The second area that moderation can positively impact is our mental or emotional well-being. This includes, but is not limited to, managing stress, fostering self-acceptance, regulating our fight or flight, and promoting a healthy personal body perception. I think that this is one of the most overlooked aspects of moderation. Because people can't see it, because it's not a physical attribute, people think that their mental or emotional state is something that they have no control over changing. Now, I believe it can be hard, but it is something that you definitely have control over. I think moderation can help you gain the awareness and give you the space to gain a little better control in those situations. Something that I see demonstrated in my work environment is the dog mentality. You know, these guys are door-to-door salesmen and they're working four months straight so they can travel and stuff the other eight months. There is that need to push as hard as you can for those four months and they unleash that dog. And I think that what really distinguishes those who are successful and have made a career out of the job and those who just do the job is what they're doing with their dog, that inner mentality, after letting them be unleashed. It's what's happening when they aren't on those doors. Are they making sure that that dog is fed, making sure it's getting walked, basically taking care of it so it can bring that tenacity when it's unleashed. You can't just be go, go, go all the time. And I'm sure that's not everyone's situation, but I think that you can probably conjure up some kind of way where you are a little too extreme in your thought patterns and mindsets. The last main area that this mindfulness within our moderation can positively impact would be our relationships and social interactions. Cultivating this moderation within these relationships can help us balance our personal boundaries, help us form healthier connections with people, and this enhances our overall relationship satisfaction. This can be displayed in a variety of ways. I think that with the state of connectivity our world has at this time, we get raging extremes on either side. We have people who hate to be around other people, in part because we are always surrounded by them. They may do everything they can to avert a social exchange. On the other hand, we have those who cannot do anything alone and feel the need to be around other people all the time. They may find, when they do have to be alone, they feel extremely lonely. And I think that strongly engaging in either side of that spectrum can cause an irregular pattern of emotions. That's not the only way our relationships are affected. I mean, take into consideration the digital age we live in. We have access to billions of people across the world at our fingertips. Would you agree that in some sense that probably numbs us to our regular human everyday connection? Because our experience meeting someone in person wasn't anything compared to Kim Kardashian liking your TikTok. It doesn't even register as an interaction capable of new opportunity. I think moderation for a lot of us, at least in regard to our relationships and connections, may mean being digitally mindful. 
setting time boundaries or being intentional with what you're doing on technology rather than mindlessly surfing. At this point, you're probably thinking, okay, you've given me a lot of ideas of where I need to improve, but how can I do this? Really, I think that it comes down to three different things, and I'll break them down a little bit for you, but I don't want to overcomplicate them, so take note. Number one, you need to develop self-awareness to identify your triggers and patterns. It's as simple as you won't know where you're going if you don't know where you've been. My personal favorite practices that help me regain self-awareness are journaling and yoga. I love journaling because it is, it's something physical you can refer back to. You can analyze old patterns and paradigms, and it helps you look at how you classify and categorize thoughts, experiences, and interactions, and I think that this is one of the greatest teachers. I enjoy yoga, especially restorative yoga, because it gives me an opportunity to set aside the time to give my body and space time to roam. If your brain is always filled with the next item on your to-do list or regret on how you handled an interaction last month, it will influence how you act and think going forward. With yoga, I find that my mind can become clear, allowing me to look at things from a different perspective. And when really needed, I'll enter a flow state where my mind's intention is to figure out why and how to implement these changes going forward. Number two, use goals and habits to slowly alter your extremities. Once you know your why, you can develop a how. Aim for consistency over perfection. If you're realizing your body is feeling overworked and tired because you go so hard in the gym, maybe your goal needs to be going to bed an hour earlier. Being self-aware will help you figure out what you need specifically. When setting goals to rebuild better habits, make sure the goal is relevant and realistic. This will help you to stay consistent. Number three, be aware of your surroundings. Chances are the habitual practices you had before were influenced by the people you surrounded yourself with. If you want to be successful in reaching your goals, make sure your environment aligns with the habits and goals you are aiming to reach. That is how I would simply break down an actionable plan to gain moderation in something. I wanted to reiterate in this season the importance of moderation, and I really do believe that it's something that can lead to a more well-rounded, long-term well-being. While we covered what I believe to be three main areas we can exercise moderation, there is no limit to how we can apply moderation in our lives. I hope that today's episode engaged your thoughts and you found where this may be applicable in your own life. And I invite you this week to really take the time to follow these three steps to incorporate moderation in one of your routines. Give yourself the space to figure out where it's needed and how you can go about reconfiguring that. Set relevant and realistic goals and make sure you are putting yourself in an environment you know you will succeed in. See what this does for your week. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you who listens to these episodes. And if something resonated with you today, chances are it'll resonate with someone else. Don't hesitate to share that with others. Love you all. Have a good week. And I will be back next week with a new episode of Moderation.